Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. Reach up and touch your ears and say, God, let me hear what the Spirit would say to me. Let it be a seed planted in fertile ground. And I already celebrate the harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. It's good to see my little Christina Clark home today. We love you. What a great gift. And Jonathan Smith is home today. We love you, buddy. What a part of our, he and his mother, Joanne. Um, So we're in a series that's called How Will They Know? And um, this is going to be the fourth in that series. And the message today is how will they know? (coughs) Somebody's got to say something. Somebody has got to say something. We used to, uh, those of you that are familiar with Pentecostal churches growing up, there was always a testimony service during the week. How many of y'all remember that? And you remember, too, that... (coughs) There'd be some of the saints that would get up to testify, and you knew it was going to be about 30 minutes because they they were just getting warmed up. And uh, But it was a powerful service because whether you wanted to or not, the testimonies just began to move you. And you subliminally, you kept started saying, well, if God did it for them, what am I? We, we can get on with this thing. And faith stirs faith. And so, uh, <clears throat> I, w- I want to get across to you how fundamentally, basically, incredibly important not only having a testimony, but sharing your testimony. Now, I I want to say first, your testimony doesn't have to be dramatic or traumatic. It's just about the goodness of God in your life. It's so much, you've got to tell somebody. You have to say to somebody. And see, some of you, uh, so uh, I was about 18 years old. I was like in my second year at Tech and Full Gospel Businessmen Association of America put together a youth event with a few thousand kids and there were four of us that were speakers. And the first guy got up was this major drug dealer that his mission was to get people on drugs where he would benefit from the revenue that created. And it was dramatic. I mean, people were just, it was shocking how this man 
had gone so far one way and went so far the other way when God gloriously saved him. The next person up there giving the testimony was a young lady who, through a series of heartbreaking relationships, uh, had become a girl working on the streets. And the sadness and the sorrow was just overwhelming. And then God gloriously saved her. Daddy God came down and gave her a great self-image, and now she was helping girls all over the country. And so now I feel like pressure coming on me because now this drug dealer is saved. What a testimony. A young lady that's lost her way. Incredible testimony. And so I got one more before I get up. And this guy was an avowed atheist. He would drive around town waiting to see somebody preaching on the street and would come heckle them down then preach about that there was no God and his joy every day was making sure at least one person lost their faith. I mean, it was evil. And then through this dramatic Damascus Road experience, this guy has his encounter and now he's got this testimony and he's trying to go back and save all these people. And so now we have Dwayne. And I, I walked up there and I said, well, uh, I've never done drugs, nor have I sold them. I said, number two, I, I've never sold my body on the streets. I, I've never been offered anything for it. Uh, <laughs> we were raising money for something at the church. I don't know. Uh, and I said, number three, I said, uh, I always believed in God. You saved at five. I said, I, I guess my testimony is I've always found out that God was so good, I never had to go out and try that stuff. And it was like maybe a 10-minute standing ovation. And that rocketed me into speaking to youth groups around America because people said, we want the guy that had the testimony that God's so good. Amen. See, some of you get intimidated about a testimony because it's not wow enough. But I also just want to say to you that um, no test no testimony. So you're rebuking the very fact that God's trying to arm you for the war that's already among us, that without a testimony, you can't possibly win. Got my friend Mark Fravor with me today. Most every morning he goes to a meeting. How many years have you been? 14 years clean of alcohol to the glory of God but what happens what happens in these AA meetings and when I was privileged to get to write the book on Mark's life in these AA meetings the man who came up with AA was just a powerful man of God every principle bill is based on scripture 
Now, they've tried to make it where more people can receive it. But the message of AA is the gospel. So what happens is they get in there and they begin to share their testimony. Share their testimonies. And all of a sudden it builds faith. Now, you're either around one of two people. People who share their testimony, which makes you want to share your testimony. Or you're around people who are afraid to share their testimony. And my situation is, after God's done that for you, how can you not say something? Just say something. And so, uh, I really wanted to be. Uh, athletics were so important to me growing up. And so, my first day at practice at Tech, my coach came up to me. Who It was sort of a little deflating because um, at 35 years old, he was still one of the fastest men in the world. He could outrun everybody on the team. The coach could outrun all of us. That was, that was humbling. And uh, he showed me, he says, this is, this is your workout. This is what you're going to do. And I said, Coach, I don't want to bust your bubble or anything. This is more than I did in a week in high school. And he said, you don't know what you can do. I know what you can do. I want to tell you something about God. God knows things you can do that you don't think you possibly can do. You can't possibly imagine I could do that. And that's why it becomes your testimony. Because there is no success without what you've gone through. That's why when it says all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Now listen to this. Your testimony defines who is joined to you. Does it look like I'm getting quieter? <laughs> your testimony... Your testimony defines who's joined to you. How many times, Pete, have we seen somebody that got the wrong person joined? And I'm about to cry now. They got the wrong person joined to them, and it destroyed their life. Anybody been witness right here? You raise your hand. They just got. My grandmother used to say when my mom would walk in from school, she would say, Ernestine. So what's going on? And when mom would start to talk, my grandmother would know she's been hanging around somebody she shouldn't be hanging around. Because there are people that have a testimony for the other side too. You understand? Well, man, we're having so much fun. We're out doing this. We're out doing that. And all of a sudden, subliminally, subconsciously in your mind, you're thinking, I'm missing out on something. To the young people here today, you're not missing out on anything. Anything that's really fun, God wants you to do. But there are things that you do that in the long run are going to destroy your life. Why would you want to do that? And so the testimony, the testimony is like this. Can I tell you this? The more you do it, the easier it becomes. 
when I got the word that I was going to do this, there's no way I'm going to ever preach anything that I don't live. And so I go to the place to get my hair cut. And those of you that know, I'm in like a full court press to get this guy to the Lord and saved. And so the way you do that is you help them get a testimony. Are you with me? He said, I need to go see my brother. His, pa his parents are ambassadors in, for Guatemala in Switzerland. And he said, I wanted to go help my brother. I said, well, what is it? He said, he was head of the police in one of the places down there. They went in to the prison. And if you know anything about the prisons, in Guatemala, it's a place where there are two gangs in the country that both of them in some areas of the country are more powerful than the army. And it's an ongoing battle. And uh, they went in and one thing led to another. They were killing each other and they opened fire on the prisoners. And three or four of them got killed and somebody coming in a human rights situation. They, these, these guys were trying to break up the fight. And it escalated. To make a long story short, for something his brother didn't do, he has been in prison now for 12 years. And they got it on human rights violation. And it's just a, it's a series of just incredible stories. So I'm sitting there in the chair getting my hair done and I said Ben let's just join hands right now and pray that your brother gets out he gets exonerated after 12 years gets totally exonerated he said you believe that could happen I said with every ounce of everything that's in me and we prayed and uh, I went pastor to uh yesterday to get my hair cut and his brother had just got released after 12 years now see I helped him get a testimony and so now he's really pumped up and he said I'd really like to pray I mean I'd, I'd really like to um, go see him but I can't because I have a blood clot right here on my leg that if you know about that if you get up in the air and you start flying that blood clot will lodge and dislodge that thing and it could kill you I said well now wait a minute the same God that got your brother out the same God that got your brother is the same God that's going to heal that right there now guys you say well Bishop that's you guys it was just no, it's us. These signs shall follow those that believe. So I'm doing that, and there's this lady next to me, and she goes, what, what, are, what, what kind of man are you? And I said, um, well, I'm the kind of man that loves to help people. I love to help marriage and that. She said, I just got back from Minnesota, and I took Phyllis with me, and she told how she raised her husband from the dead. Testimony. 
than how her husband, after she was put on the ventilator for three months, <coughs> said, if my wife can do it, I can do it. And he raised her from the dead. And the lady on the chair goes, you know what? I'm Catholic and I married a Jewish guy, but you know, I died and God brought me back. Now, all of a sudden, the whole salon is listening to us now. And I said, well, that's great. I showed, listen to me. The world is so ready to hear. Why do you think at night, late at night, the TV is inundated with infomercials? People giving a testimony about a problem you have. And if you'll just get on this bike and just get, just get on it. I don't know if you have to do anything. Just get on the bike. Get on the bike and you'll look like this. You'll look like this. And all of us are sitting there going, really? You, you think? You think? Yeah, I think. Because at 1 or 2 in the morning, you do not make good rational decisions. <laughs> There's an infomercial, and you see yourself just taking your shirt off. I just need to get a little air here. Testimony. Testimony defines who you're joined to determines people that are going in the same direction that you're going. Aren't you, try, aren't you tired of trying to pull people to go somewhere they don't want to go? That, that's not going to win them to the Lord. Winning them to the Lord is when your testimony makes them so hungry that they have to have what you have. Your testimony not only defines you, people going in the same direction, tells you who needs your help and it's God's way of drawing of drawing the harvest to you. How many of y'all know what in the Bible in the New Testament means? What what does that mean? Good news. Everybody say tell somebody beside you I've got really good news. So Pastor Corinne where it says the harvest is plenteous it's ready. It's white in the harvest. The problem is just the laborers are few. Now, how do we get the laborers involved? I say that the greatest harvest that will ever happen will be through your testimony. How will they know you've got to say something? People, if you, if, if, if you understand when people are infected with sin, it's a fatal disease. Yes or no? Okay, it's a fatal disease, and if it's a fatal disease and you knew the cure for the poison, that you had the antidote and you wouldn't say something? You wouldn't say something? Well, what if they reject me? Well, are you a Christian or not? The Bible says he was rejected by men. He was rejected. But you don't even know who's with you until you identify yourself. 
see some of you are very disappointed because in some of the relationships in your life, they're pivotal. Can I tell you the first week I was at Tech, people started coming up and, you know, they want you to rush this fraternity or do they want you to be involved in this? There's parties everywhere going on. And I just simply said, they said, would you have to go to this party, Dwayne? Would you have to go to this party? I said, you're going to be doing things there that I don't want to do. And just my presence there is going to make you uncomfortable. And they said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you're talking about drinking. And you're talking about drinking something that doesn't taste good until you drink so much of it, you kind of warp your taste buds. <laughs> I said, so what? Why is it that I need to do that? I said, now, all y'all ever talk about is chasing women. That's all you ever do. I said, now, let me ask you a question. Do you want these other fellows in the room to be chasing your sister? Oh, now they want to fight. Now, oh, nobody. I'll stop that. So you're doing to somebody else what you would never want done to you or your family. And I said, and, and you call that fun? And they said to me, um, you know, let me get back to you on that. Uh, I was never asked to another party the rest of my time. I avoided temptation because of my testimony. Is the world ready? Listen to this. Buddy, you'll love this. Over 500 million people have watched an episode of The Chosen. Oh, oh, the whole world. America's going to hell. I, I don't know who you're talking to, but the Bible I read and where I'm going, let me just tell you something. We win. God is not a loser. This whole situation about being undefeated, we really are undefeated. We're the head. Uh, Angel Studios have sold over 9 million tickets to Sound of Freedom. And Josh, it's outgrossed Mission Impossible and The Flash. Wait a minute. You mean a story about... Are y'all listening to me? Can you say Hungry? That the world is hungry. They are waiting for somebody to tell them the truth. And I'm up there with Phyllis telling about life after death. And their new movie coming out is called After Death. And it's got all of these people that are very intelligent, articulate people. Validated by doctors and everything that they died. And they were going, some of them to the light, some of them to the dark. Why would it be that these are becoming hundreds of millions of dollars are being made and this and they're they're investing it back to help other people? Does that sound like nobody's listening? 
Let me take you to Revelation, the first chapter. And those of you that need to understand Revelation, because it's a book you need to understand, you need to understand it. Uh, there's four theological views of it, and I'm not going to get into that. But it's all from all literal to all symbolic and then in between. But this first line tells you everything. The book of Revelation, if you just do it this way, it's the revelation of Jesus. That's it. It's all telling you Jesus, and most of it's already happened. Okay. Unveiling his unveiling of divine mysteries, which God the Father gave it to him to show his bondservant believers the things which must soon take place in their entirety. I want you to turn real quickly to, with me to Revelation, the 12th chapter. The way home from the airport in the Uber to God there, and I could tell immediately by the music he was playing. I said, you're Jamaican, aren't you? <laughs> he said, how did you know? I said, how could I not know? His name was Duran. The next thing I knew before I got home, I just started to share my testimony, of course, and also my total understanding of all things Jamaican. Uh, and when I got through telling about his homeland, he wanted to come here. Duran will be here in this house. Yesterday, all day at this conference I was in, I can't tell you, my wife must have handed out 50 cards with a testimony. Let me tell you why this man is rich. Would you like to know? Okay, I'm going to tell you anyhow. Um, it's because... He's ready at the spur of the moment to give a testimony about his company anywhere at any time. I've watched it countless times. He would be with me at an event that wasn't necessarily have anything to do with his business. But the fact that he was there, he had a testimony. The next thing I know, he's telling his testimony in a way. He, listen, he's telling his testimony in a way to serve them. Who can argue with, let me tell you what's happened to me and how can I help you? Okay. I want you to write this down. There's two battles you have over your testimony. Number one is the battle with yourself. That's in 1 Corinthians 9.27. It says, but like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body and make it my slave so I won't become a castaway. That's what you have to do to keep yourself in line so you can have a testimony. Because a testimony is ineffective if the enemy has stolen your confidence. Uh, the other side is a spiritual thing. You know Ephesians 6, 12. Amplified Bible, where their struggles not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places, so forth and so on. 
Okay. I want to be really good with the time. Tiffany. Uh, <laughs> we have this strange relationship. We're incredibly son and daughter until she gets those time cards out. And then it strains our relationship. It's, it does Minerva. It puts a strain on it. Okay. I want you to look at it like this. If right here it says we're overcomers, we win by three things. Now, you know that, but let, let's, let's take a fresh look at it. We're overcomers. Verse 10 uh, of, of uh, Revelation 12. It says, we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. Okay, that's salvation. This is where you are right now. Everybody say, that's my starting point. Now, I'm going to take you to number three. Number three right here is, and they love not their life. Look at this this, this translation. Um. Uh, go to verse 11. Go to verse 11. Uh, and they overcame and conquered, and they conquered him. Everybody say conquered. With the blood of the lamb. Now, let's drop to three. For they did not love their life and renounce their faith even when they faced death. So how do you get from there to the place where you're such a warrior and your faith is so strong, nothing of it. You just win. Isn't that the way Jesus was? He just kind of won. Whatever he was doing, he just won. Okay. So, Pastor, how do I get from there to here? How do I get from, wow, it's good to be forgiven, to this fearless warrior in the kingdom that just wins? The only thing that's between the two is that they overcame by the word of their testimony. See, your testimony keeps thrusting you. And they'll do it all again. Do it all again. That's testimony. If you want to do it again, check it and again. Hold your breath and again. It's going to happen again and again. So they overcome, not by just sharing the same testimony. How many of you know God adds to your testimony all the time? Come on now. It's not, you don't know who he was saying the same thing. You've been saying, you know, he adds to it. And what I, what I really want you to hear is... Um, I, I love this passage. We'll cover it in the next service. But he said uh, there was a fight in heaven. I, I I never saw it this total way because I always thought Satan did his deal and God just cast him out. But the Bible says there was a fight. Uh, are, everybody touch your mind right now to hear this. It says, but they weren't strong enough. And he cast them out of heaven. 
Can I tell you something? The enemy's not strong enough. If God be for you, come on, guys. We're bad. We, I'm a bad man. Turn to somebody and say, you know, don't mess with me. I got a testimony. Don't. It says, he came against the accuser that accused everybody. How many of y'all feel like you, you, you've been times in your life people just accuse you of stuff you didn't even do? You just, what? How did you come up with that? Where did you get that from? That accused them day and night. It says, he's at it because his time is short. It doesn't say, it doesn't say our time is short. It says his time is short. How many of y'all are, how many of y'all are strong enough just to say out loud right now? Take your best shot because your time is short. That's right, Sandra Ward. Take your best shot because your time is short. I feel the real need at this point in my life to make sure I'm doing significant things. I want to do I want to do things that matter. That really matter and when I was speaking in Minnesota the picture that they showed um, of us me and Sonny on stage with Phyllis was was Phyllis and Mike sitting in two chairs and Sonny and I on two high chairs behind them. And it was the uh, it was the night that they were going to give their testimony for the first time how each had raised the other one from the dead, and it was a miracle conference. And we were setting up there because Mike had died on the stage twice, and God allowed me to bring him back. turned white, stiff as a board. And every time he came back, Pastor Corinne, every time he came back, he said this to me. He looked at me and he says, don't let him take me to the hospital. I have to finish my testimony. I said, okay. That was after the first seizure. The second seizure made the first one look like there was nothing. And I'm grabbing him because I'm not going to allow the enemy to give us a bad testimony. I said, he might go home to be with the Lord, which he did a month later, but it was the right time and the right place. He had finished his course. It wasn't for him to die at a miracle conference. He said, i got to finish my testimony. And I said to the paramedic standing there waiting to take him, he's not going. He has to finish his testimony. I want you to raise your hand, and I want you to look at me and just go, i got to finish my testimony. <laughs> got to. Sonny and Joan read the same book. I'm not going to tell you. You can ask her what they are, but they're not Christian books. They're love stories. Everybody just pray for my wife. I don't know. I, 
I'm trying to help her with her testimony, as a matter of fact, even today. But they'll start telling, and they'll, they'll, they'll call each other and go, did you cry? And you go, yeah, did you cry? Yeah, we cried. Wasn't it incredible? And they're just back and forth. <laughs> See, I don't need those kind of books. I have life. Uh, <laughs> my life is entertaining enough. I can't take any more than what, okay. Testimony. Kennard, we're going to have a testimony. Just, just that simple. Bow your heads. Everybody here that you know you're in the middle of a test, but you're committed to finishing your testimony. Let me see your hand. You know, you're in the middle of it right now, baby. You're in the middle of it. You're in the middle of it right now. Stand to your feet. If you raise your hand, stand to your feet right now. You're in the middle of a testimony. But I'm going to finish it. Because the biggest word, take it all through the Bible, Pete, was of anything he could have said on the cross, how did he go out? What was his last three words? It is. See, no, no. See, y'all need to get excited right now because I'm going to tell you something. It's finished. He said it's finished. I know it's finished. And the testimony, turn to somebody beside you and say, the testimony I'm going to get out of this is going to blow everybody away. Just say it. The testimony is going to blow everybody Jeremy, there's going to be some testimonies come out of our youth. There's going to come some testimonies out of our youth that are going to blow people away. Our children's ministry is charging in this place. I'm telling you, there's going to be, you're not going to wait till they're old. They're going to have testimonies at this age. Reach up and touch your mouth. They say, God, whenever you say, for me to share, I'll speak it. I'll step up. I'll say so. I will say so. These are your lips. I am your vessel. Use me as a testimony of the greatness of God. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.